We are back here with Jack, very esteemed colleague. Let me ask you my question. My question. We 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 can kind of riff on this one a little bit. This is this is one of like the cockamamie things that like I think about that I think only you can really appreciate. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna use a motorcycle analogy to kind of start this. Okay, you know this I love is, it, dude. I know. just love it. I know. I'm like I'm 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 teeing this up for you. <laughs> right. When I think about the evolution of motorcycles, right? What's happened in the world of motorcycles is over time, they've been more easily accessible to, to more people, right? And if you reverse the clock on motorcycles and you go back to like the old days and like the way that bikes used to be manufactured, um, in order to like operate a bike, you needed to have some mechanical know-how of engines in order to ride a bike, right? You had to uh, set your throttle, right? Small opening. Yep. You have to set the choke for the ambient temperature. You have to retard the spark timing. And then you have to adjust that for the weight that you think you're going to be carrying. And then you have to use a Kickstarter, right? And like in the early days, to be riding a bike meant, it meant more than it does today. Because it required that you fundamentally understood the mechanics of the bike and the engine in order to ride it freely, right? Mm -hmm. And fast forward till today, you know, you have like electric starts and things are are way, way easier. The Like the maintenance on it is also way easier. And so today, when I look at kind of the old timers versus the new timers, just sticking with the motorcycle conversation is today's riders in order to ride a bike requires less judgment and know-how than what the old timers used to have back in the day. You know, and when I really think about it, at that point in time, when you go back to the old days, there's a freedom over the discipline that I think was fairly liberating, you know, for the old timers that would, would ride bikes then. And they were they're kind of masters of of their bike, right? And they're they're masters of of this hobby. But now you fast forward till today is saying, really, no one knows how these things work because they're all like electric start. And rather the bike becomes the master of the driver and you're the driver with lack of judgment and lack of understanding is really hostage to the bike itself, right? Because you're going to do what the bike's going to tell you to do. And I wonder, and this is my question, and I'm super curious what you think is that that same analogy is the same thing that we saw in the example that I just talked about, right? With endpoint It's saying there was a point in time, however many years ago, seven, 10 years ago, whatever the number is, where you had to be a very capable security engineer. You had to understand the kit. You had to understand what levers to pull. You had to understand what you were trying to do to get to the outcomes that you want. And there was a freedom in that. And there was almost like an artistry that kind of came with that discipline of being a security engineer. But now fast forward till today, we've basically commoditized all of this stuff. And if I, I would venture a bet that if I went out to the average security engineer today and asked similar questions that one might have asked seven to 10 years ago, would they still have the mastery of the technology and the freedom of the technology to answer that question? I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying this question, right? You've painted a really clear picture. 
And I'm not sure if you're going to like the answer very much, right? <laughs> no, so, so here's the deal. And I, I love the metaphor, right? The analog between the two places, because um, as a motorcycle rider myself, I can tell you it, it, it's it's different. So I want to go back to the Harley Davidson circuit in 1955. Not only has it all those complexities you just described, but people probably don't realize you also had to manually shift it. The shift was on the left-hand mm. side, right? Yeah. Um, extremely complicated. And the folks who rode those styles of motorcycles, they defined themselves by their capability to, to command and to dominate that really complex pantheon of configurability you described, right? Which is all right on the money, right? And so motorcycling at that time was led by, or at least the icons of it, were folks who had that command, who could tell you the difference between a panhead, a flathead, a knucklehead, and a shovelhead, right? They actually understood it. It was the way they defined themselves and were cool. But I will tell you in the same breath that most of the people who love their long rides today, who'll go down the coast or who'll, who'll ride out to Sturgis, that community is much larger. Because the joy of the motorcycle, I can tell you this, was never kickstarting and hitting yourself in the damn back of the leg or humiliating yourself in front of a crowd as you slipped off the side of it on a rainy day. Just got awful, right? That was not the joy of motorcycling. Now, the folks who were able to make it work, yeah, there was a certain amount of street credibility, right, that came with that capability. But a motorcyclist was defined, to your point, at that point in time, by their capability to wrestle this horrible, uncomfortable, complicated, Byzantine set of things into a two-wheel vehicle that would take you down the road. Same thing in security, right? I remember you look in, you know, 1989, 1990, when we realized you have to have synchronized time systems so that tickets can actually be adequately authenticated in distributed systems, blah, blah, blah. And there becomes this whole guild, right? Meowing about security technologies and justifying the premium over other IT professionals because they know how to say the word proxy. Ooh, deep packet inspection, right? And you're absolutely right. There was a, there was a level of complexity in putting all these disjoint pieces together to create a secure environment and to do it in a way that was smooth and didn't impact business that separated those folks from the crowd. But the downside, like the fact that, you know, there weren't a lot of probably 75-year-old motorcycle riders in 1960, meant that a lot of people had really crap security, right? Because there just weren't that many people around who commanded the technologies and the techniques you describe to make security decent for everybody. And so, and again, you're right, security has matured, right? The, the tooling has become more easy to understand. The tooling has become, you know, less specialized. We're all a little less special, you know, because we understand the way that cryptography works, right? Or throwaway bit encryption works or picket, right? Um, but we may be a little less special, but the world has better security, right? Yeah. So I think the parallels are beautiful, right? Because now there's lots and lots of people I see on the road who never would have gotten on a bike in 1980, right? And they're yeah. loving it. Winds in their hair, they're flying down the road, and it's quite cool. And I also right. love the fact that there's a lot of really smart people out there who are focused on making sure that, I don't know, e-commerce transactions continue to go across the wire during the holiday season or during a pandemic when everybody can, can't get to the store, and they can do it securely but because security has evolved to the fact that 
you're right. Most people can't answer the question about how do I set up a DMZ with a couple of stage proxies that'll make sure that bad folks don't get through the firewall, right? You're right. People can't do it. But honestly, should they really have to, right? If I were to ask you, you know, do you want to be the guy who has to understand how to use the strobe light to adjust the timing, you know, and basically trying to move it to top dead center to get your engine to run right? Nah, you just want to get in and turn the car and make it go. So I think that I think your your analog is right in the money, but I think it's for the good. Yeah, yeah, it seems that way. It's more about my my opinion. It, at this point, the iteration of the world that we're in, it's more about solving business problems than it is stroking someone's ego. Damn straight and well said. Many less yeah. words and well said. Yeah, but do you think? I mean, based on everything that you said, just take it one step further. There's a lot of I call them OGs. Like they're like the original gangsters of cyber. Do you feel like some of the frustrations that they might demonstrate stem from this kind of shift that's occurred within the industry? Right? Because I mean, it's effectively it's becoming like a loss of identity for 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 those into those individuals, and it becomes a less of an appreciation of the craft because all of a sudden you have all of these entrants into the market. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think that there is a very personal sense for some folks of a loss of their own differentiable value, right? The things that made them special because things are getting easier. But I mean, there's a certain amount of altruism, right? I guess if you look at it, that you have to be walking through saying, all right, I'm a little less special, but damn it, you know, 90% of companies are far more secure today than they would have been if everybody needed someone who really understood the nuts and bolts of this, right? We, yeah. we, we know that security is complicated. And I think the smartest organizations are the ones, uh, security organizations, are the ones who are trying to create things which are the equivalent of, you know, hopping in a car and not having to worry about how it runs, right? Not, you know, look at the automated trans automatic transmission. I can't tell you how long it took me to find a manual transmission vehicle, right? And it's because yeah. nobody wants it. So I think you're right. I think some of the OG um, feel a little bit bad. And I think some of what they say is right, right? There, there's going to be a Pareto here, right? 80% of the security value can be handled by anybody. There's a 20% on top that would make it truly awesome that you need an expert for. But I think we're much better off that the the industry is focusing on making that eighty percent more accept, more accessible to one hundred percent of companies than we would be if we continued to rely on you know Stradivarius to build all the violins. Love it. I can't say it any better. <laughs> we say we wrap this one up. Absolutely. All right. Uh, that wraps this episode. Um, if you're looking for intelligent and consumable cybersecurity help. You can reach us at pwned at newharborsecurity.com and we will catch you next week. <laughs>